about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Salem? Your settings? The, the settings are set. Here we go. We're recording. These the numbers are rolling. The settings are set. The settings are set. The dinner table's set. The ta- the the the, the mm-hmm. placemats are out. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving happened. The leftovers are done. The pie has been eaten. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone, people, people. People. People? People in between. People and animals. You always go somewhere I don't intend you to go. I know. Well, we're rusty. We're going to be rusty. People of the nation. The universe. Um, did you miss us? Intergalactic, we planetary, planetary, not, intergalactic. We have not put up an episode since October 20th. I just looked it up. Excuse me. I'm and belching. here we are, December 2nd at the so time of this recording. We really... We let ourselves go a little bit, which we'll we'll get into. Um, but we are happy to be back. We missed ch- chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Missed- I missed chatting with you. I haven't talked to you since <laughs> October 20th, it feels like. <laughs> How's your life? I miss riffing with you. Just like, pa 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 pa. Yeah. Now it's just like, hey, did you do this chore? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm going to go run errands because that sounds fun. Yeah. And I'm serious. And you needed the freedom of the open road and yeah, outside like, of this apartment. I was like, I'm taking my dog and I'm getting out of here. I thought you might not come back. Oh, come now. Have you seen our daughter? She's stunning. Oh, yeah. I had the daughter. I did have the daughter. <laughs> I had to come back and see my daughter, my living doll. Yeah, she's a freaking <laughs> doll. Um. So, man... I just got really tired. That's what I do when we record. I know. What do you mean? Welcome, everybody. I'm like, oh, did you hit record? I'm exhausted. Yeah, you Uh, all of a sudden get one of those like sleep caps, the one with its like (laughs) bends over. Fucking Ebenezer Scrooge over here. I've never seen somebody wear a sleep cap in real life. Yeah, because that's like Victorian. But I could see the appeal. Like I shower so infrequently. That I just know my pillowcases are just absorbing so much head grease. They are really disgusting right now, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I have some long hair. I look like a freaking Nordic god. Wow, if he does say so himself, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. A Nordic god with a fucking paunch that's never going to go away because oh, I can't stop eating sugar. I read a whole book about it. I bragged about it on here. And here I am back in the throat. You didn't throes. brag. You talked about how it was helping you. And like you like to remind me with our child, nothing is linear. Mm. And, you know, I think that's why conscious eating has taken off. Um, friend of the Intuitive show. Intuitive eating. Intuitive eating. Yes. Thank you. Which I believe involves conscious eating. <laughs> Being awake and conscious while you yeah. eat. Um Whatever. That's not what this is about. You're fine. We're doing the best we can. With the tools we have. Don't beat yourself up. Okay. Um, You will continue to do so, but try not to. Yeah. Pick up a feather, not a bat. You oh, know what I, I mean? Oh, I love that. I you do love I that mean? one. That's like a little 
That's like a little saying in the old 12-step Rooney. Yeah. Um, so we have been in the thick of parental duties. Parenting. We're parents. You're a mom. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a dad. Mom. I'm a mom. I'm dressing like a 70s mom. Yeah, today you really look like uh, like sometimes people put up TBTs for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you one of my friend's moms? <laughs> Am I looking at 1981 right before my I'm eyes? I'm going for Mary Steenburgen in Parenthood, mm. which is Steve I, Martin, which I think is like mid 80s, mid to late 80s. But yeah, I'm I'm dabbling in a 70s 80s vibe, um, which really is just me only wearing like the same five articles of clothing, yeah. pretty much. Like my closet is just untouched. Yeah. Oh, because of pandemic. Yeah. Or post 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 mortem. I almost said, it, but postpartum <laughs> is the word. It's a combination. You're not of, wearing your death clothes. It's a combination of postpartum and post mortem. Panpartum. Yeah. <laughs> it's pandemic. Panpartum. Um. Yeah. Pandemic and I. Although I do think I'm back to fitting into stuff more. Anyway, who gives a shit? Um, that's how I kind of feel about literally everything we're going to talk about. You know what? Who gives a shit? (laughs) We're both terribly sleep deprived, even though our child is sleeping more now. Yeah, because the latest chapter in this parenting, uh, memoir, this, this parenting book of our lives where we turn the page each day to a fresh page. Uh, latest chapter was the sleep training chapter. Yes. We brought in a professional. Yet yes. again, I've learned <laughs> that my hun loves throwing money at a problem by hiring a professional. Tell me it hasn't worked. And it's Tell worked me it every worked. single fucking time. You gotta hire hired, professionals. We hired a doula to come in and deliver that baby. We hired, well, she didn't deliver She's her. No, but she, she got us through the roughest of she patches. She was our fixer. It was like going into Iraq with a fixer who knew how to get you through the war. People always say that about doulas. It's like, it's just like going into the Middle East and trying to fix that situation. Yes, because the Middle East situation has been an abortion. So there is a we connection are to be made. off the rails. Uh, we hired the doula. We hired uh, Lee Cater for our birthing classes via Zoom. I learned so much there. We hired uh, a lactation a consultant coach. Uh, a lactation, lactation consultant. consultant. Yes. yes, she taught you how to breastfeed, and it changed the breastfeeding like right away. Uh, uh, who else? There's another one. There is. Yeah, there was something else. I mean, couples therapy. I guess we both always wanted to do that. Yeah. You, you wanted the most expensive one, which we did, and it actually is. You wanted the most expensive one because you like stepped out you two stepped out and oh, so you're saying i chose the expensive yeah therapist. because you well started the it. point is that <laughs> i think it, it all started with hiring a cleaning lady actually favor. yeah yeah hiring hiring hannah our cleaning lady of eight years now which is like so insane the dark times ended uh, eight years and one month ago ross and i had a three-month wow. breakup we got back together during Hurricane Sandy. And then when you moved in, 
it was like, all right, well, let's talk about chores. And you were like, let's hire a cleaning lady. And I was like, okay. And then we lived happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I will never clean to your standard of living. But now I feel like, I mean, that we've been together for almost 10 years and have a child. We navigate those things much better now, I think. Yeah, and we've been splitting up chores. You're now the laundry ranger. Which I meant to ask you, actually, if you needed me to do your laundry. I should I should just check your dirty clothes You should basket. always just do it. Mm. Yeah, let's talk wow. rolls. Wow. Let's, wow. Talk, wow. let's talk wow. rolls wow. in the house. I should just do it, he says. Well, hey, just like you need reminders for things... I need reminders, but not... I'm just kidding. I'm not, like, hurting but for laundry. Not, not like you just did it. Like, it, you know, during the day, you can be like, hey, my laundry's kind of piling up. Do you mind doing some? Yeah. I, I'll, I need that occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay? do that. I'll do that. Okay? Yeah. I just don't... I don't need any clothes right now. Jesus fucking Christ. We... I just said we were better at this. We're not. We're we not. We did, um... We did some donations because we're downsizing. We are trying to figure out how to get all of our clothes in our built-in closets and get rid of this Ikea wardrobe in our bedroom so that we can fit the crib in a different part of the bedroom. So we can have a a little bit of a minimalist bedroom with just like bed and crib. And then I think we need some like floating shelves on the walls to kind of... Make up for like just we know we need to put some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, But so that it won't be on the floor. That's my dream. This is what we've been up to. Yeah. This is very (laughs) domestic. Very domestic. New life. Frances is really coming into her own as a human. She is. It's because she's sleeping great because we hired a professional. Yes. We hired uh, Abby Wolfson of peaceful parenting sleep coach llc um selena and barnes abby and wolfson she, peaceful parenting <laughs> um i highly recommend uh and you know i think i find with hiring professionals obviously a luxury and a privilege like to be able to foot that expense um if you can though i recommend it because in anything where you just need a little help in life. For me, I'm somebody that needs the push of another person. Yeah, like I'm good at reading books and learning from books, <laughs> but you don't want to be told what I've read in a book. That's not true. From me, especially. We had some times where you did tell me that I found helpful, especially in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, this sleep training is so complicated that like we would have to to get to where we're the program we're mm-hmm. on now, like these exact timings would have taken like months to figure out on our own. And just like I would I would have gotten so lost in like the nuances of everything and like and doubting myself constantly like that's the trap I fall into with this sort of stuff is just like if I'm left to my own devices I'm just like well like do we do this or do we do this like I can't make a decision like the anxiety of making the wrong decision really gets in my way and yeah. that's sort of an issue in life but <laughs> but I have realized the older I get I am the type of person that really benefits from hiring somebody that can help me 
like get out of that questioning myself. So I give an objective professional on the outside being like, well, why don't you just try this? And then I just, I stop asking questions. Yeah. At least in that moment. <laughs> and for listeners without children, uh, the thing with our babies, apologies. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, if you're still, if you're like listening and you're, we're not going to talk about anything else. So, uh, find this a went new from a podcast. sexy podcast to a parenting podcast. Get into it, everybody. Well, one thing led to another, you know. And we'll, you know, we'll be sexy again. Okay. Just not anytime soon. <laughs> um, Babies, when they're first born, sleep all the time, you know? So it's like, well, are they sleeping and eating? Then that's all you really care about. Like, they need to sleep a lot. But they also wake up constantly. So there's no, yeah. So there's no, like, just hours of sleeping. Yeah. So you're just like keeping an eye on them. When they wake up, you feed them, try to get them to go back to sleep, essentially. (laughs) Yes. But then, from what I understand, around the four-month mark, there's, like, some gland in their head. This is... My brother told me this. Yes. uh, And I think I've read this in other books or things about this. It's called the four-month regression, where they have this thing in their brain that they're more aware of themselves. So, when they wake up alone in the middle of the night, and they realize they're awake, and they're like, where is everybody? They kind of freak out. Mm. So, they... Uh, get upset and they're like I don't want to be in this situation so they, that's when they scream and cry and then you try to get them back to sleep and then it, it just it's hard for them to sleep easily so uh, a method that people will use is you just let them cry and they eventually learn that they can in fact just fall back asleep and everything will be alright because the pattern of the parents being there the next day uh, starts becoming something they remember Mm -hmm. and they'll just kind of figure it out eventually. So like, you know, we're, we're children of the eighties. This is probably how we learned to sleep through the night. Uh, Under blankets, uh, (laughs) being suffocated by stuffed animals. On our bellies. On our bellies. (laughs) In a Um, cloud of cigarette smoke. (laughs) Which are all things that are illegal. Now, like you're not you're not supposed to put your kid down on their belly or under blankets or anything like it's very the science of baby sleep has gotten us to a point where we're obsessed with the statistics of millions of babies and not what's right for you as an individual. Mm. So they send you out of the hospital with all this literature about how quickly your baby will die if you (laughs) put it in any other position than on its back. And I don't know about you. I haven't slept through the night on my back ever in my life no. so anyway uh yeah we we had to figure out how to teach the baby to sleep essentially oh so yeah the one option is to let the baby just cry and figure it out on its own which i always sort of wanted to do but i never wanted to force you to want to do that yeah. uh because uh, I just I think I have a little bit more of a harsher kind of like I trust that the baby will be okay type of attitude. Um, but it is really hard to just listen to a baby cry without wanting to soothe it. So uh, we chose as a family yes. uh, to not do that method. And we we decided to try to kind of figure it out on our own. And Well, that's why we also had 
the infamous snoo, which is the high-tech motorized bassinet mm. that is supposed to, like, help babies sleep. And I kind of thought we would snoo our way across in, the finish line into good sleep and we would not have to resort to this crying method. I thought we would have this baby in a snoo into the early tween years. <laughs> yes. She would just be strapped down and on a had, motorized bed. And we had periods with Fran where she was, we had like, I'll never forget that one week where she slept eight to 10 hours every night. And I was like, she's got it. Like she got it. We don't got to worry about it. Great. Uh, but that was not the case. Yeah. It was just a, a great week. <laughs> That's what it was. And then I started going to the office every day to do office hours and do my work not here at the home because, you know, this one bedroom apartment starts to feel smaller and smaller every day. And <clears throat> at the same time is when her sleep started deteriorating. And um, one day I'm there doing my work, being an artist, doing some video <laughs> editing. And I get a very sad phone call from you just at your wits end. I don't even remember, honestly, you when basically, I walked me through it. You basically said something... Like she's, you were like, I can't, cause first of all, just, I don't know if we've talked about this, like for the whole time we've, we kind of decided like you were going to do whatever it takes to take care of the baby throughout the night. Yeah. And then I would just get up to relieve you around six, seven yeah. in the morning. Because for a long period of time, long quote unquote, for the first, probably from month as soon as we got back to our apartment, I would say, so like around the second month until around four months, she was only waking up like two or three times a night, mostly twice a night. And it was like quick. It was like, I fed her, changed her diaper, put her back to bed. And it felt, it didn't feel that overwhelming or challenging. So I was just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I wake up twice, whatever. He stays asleep. He takes over. Great. But then that started to, to deteriorate horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would like get up and take her for a few hours and you would sleep in longer. And then when you woke up, I would go to the office and yeah, it, it just stopped working because the baby, I think, was just upset a lot. And like, yeah. And she just was like, she would only sleep on me. The, like the naps kind of started to deteriorate. Like she was kind of napping a little bit like predictably and then that started to unravel and so it was just like anything around sleep was just like not working we the way that had, it used to we also created a pacifier addiction where like which i mean that's typical yeah where she it was very comforting to her to have a pacifier in her mouth while she's sleeping but then she discovered that like I don't know, it's fun or something to spit the pacifier out. So Well, she also started to slow-mo, like, take it out with her hand. Oh, yeah, the too. motor skills started to appear. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we just we just learned we couldn't... Yeah, it, those last few nights, I, it seemed like, I don't know, your pers I feel like our realities are so different because of <laughs> sleep deprivation and what your responsibilities are with feeding and all that, yeah. but... It seemed like she couldn't go 15 minutes without waking up or yeah, something. Yeah, it was really bad the last, like, few nights before we decided to do this. Yeah. And it was, like, 
<laughs> but anyway, the phone call, let me, I'll just finish oh, this. Yes. You call me up and you're like, I can't, we have to figure something out. Like you, you started crying, like, yeah, so, like something's wrong. I don't know what to do. I can't basically like, I can't handle this alone. I can't figure this out alone. I need support. Uh, f- and I, I, you know, as I'm listening to, I'm like, I'm like, well, shit, she's saying like, I'm not doing enough. And like now I'm at work and I thought we were cool with this. Me going back to office hours like it was good for my sanity. And then there's that weird guilty feeling of like, well, man, I feel bad that I get to go do this now. And, uh, you know, because it's a lot of work to just be around the baby all the time. So, um, but I do remember in that conversation that I kept being like, I'm not saying that this is something that like you've done, like that you dropped the ball. It's just, I'm coming out of my insanity of like, I'm trying to do this stuff on my own. I can manage it. And I was like, okay, I can't manage it anymore. Yeah. Like I need, to, cause so much of it too is like, you just, as the person who gave birth, you just have more physical responsibility if you're like deciding to breastfeed and chest feed as it were body feed and uh you know and you get into like a habit of just like yeah it's just like I can handle it like yeah it's just easier for me to handle it I'll handle it you know and it works for a little while so then you think yeah okay this works and then it stops working and you're like why isn't it working anymore and I don't know how to ask for help for this thing yeah <laughs> you know cuz like what are what is the other person going to do to help me like you can't even see beyond whatever the crisis is so I'm just like I don't even know what it would look like for you to help me but I just know I need help yeah cuz also at that point we had fallen into this pattern of basically winging it like i honestly can't even remember how we came up with i think around back then before the sleep training we were just like yeah like somewhere between seven and eight is her bedtime but i don't remember like did we put her down consistently at the same time we started putting her to bed at like six because that was when she seemed like she was getting tired and then i reached out to the fucking snoo people and they were like oh babies this age typically go to bed at like eight or nine o'clock so you should start pushing her bedtime to to that so then I started we started putting her to bed 15 minutes later over the course of like a week or two and when we told that to the sleep coach Abby she was like that's weird (laughs) like I don't know why they told you that yeah Um, but like it's it feel now that we have like such specific things to follow yeah and like uh, such a specific schedule to adhere to like I don't know how we were doing it before like like, were we just like, oh, she's sleeping. Like, yeah, I guess her morning nap, her quote unquote morning nap. I was just like doing on my long ass dog walks. I was like, oh, she's in the carrier. She likes to sleep in here. I guess this is her morning nap time. But, but I think like that, that was never quality sleep. That was never. No, but I think also like this is just how it goes, right? It's like, I think everybody's winging it with babies like until you're not and you're like oh shit I need like some structure because this isn't working anymore you know but yeah now that but but now that we're doing this and we see the positive results of like having like this really sweet baby when she's awake she's like 
so she's like, like the best present and like happy and um like energized and I don't know. It's like, oh, she wasn't getting any good sleep, I guess, yeah. in the past. Yeah, but I. it's also like when they're so little, like three months and under, I think they're just fussy newborns. Yeah, and you everything's know? crazy. Everything's crazy. I mean, honestly, I was saying to my friend the other day, like, I wish that in that time I had been able to just accept that we were winging it as opposed to living in this state of mind of like, I should be doing something else to like give this baby structure. Like, cause we couldn't, you can't like, I mean, I hear people try to, it always sounds kind of nuts to me, honestly, but it like made me question myself so much while it was happening that like, there was more we needed to be doing to like structure shit. And I don't feel like it's really possible before three months. Yeah. And then it's like, you get to three months, they kind of start to become a little bit more of these humans that you like are getting some positive reactions from, as opposed to just like these mushes you're keeping alive and you get a few good weeks and then like four month regression shit starts to hit the fan. So it's not like we were, we had all this time where we just were like winging it and crazy. It's like, I do think that there is something that happens in five and six months too, where it like allows you to like, like she's grown so much, which made us feel comfortable to like do this with her too. And I know people do it earlier and people do it later. This is what worked for us. And it, and it like makes sense to me that we like did it at this time, Yeah, you know? Um, but I also like, I know, other people that like at two months they were just like fuck it I'm sleep training this kid you know and it worked yeah so it really is just like comfort level and you know we had a conversation with our friends about sleep training and they didn't sleep train their kid and like we had this whole dialogue about like the industrial baby complex and the baby industrial complex pardon and you know, sleep training is a whole business. Like it's a huge business and like I bought into it, you know, but I also was like adverse to it for a while because of that exact thing that I was just like, I'm just being like sold this shit. So how am I supposed to like sort through what method is going to work? Like it's all just so annoying. Yeah. And, uh, and we were like agreeing about that. You know, this is like a friend of mine who bed shares with her kid and that has really worked for their family. And, you know, you and I have both said like, if that felt like something we could do with Fran, we probably would have done it, but it just like, didn't even feel possible Mm. really, or at least I, it didn't feel possible to me for whatever reason. And like, I agree with, I agree that it is like, it's the whole industrialization situation of like being bought and sold. Like you have to do parenting this kind of way, you know, but with all that said, now that we've done it and our baby is rested, she's a fucking joy to be around. (laughs) And and we are doing, I'm doing a lot better. Like I'm like, go to the office. We have this nap schedule. That's working great. She's only up for like a couple hours at a time. And when she is, I'm like so happy to be around her. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need. I definitely need that when I'm alone with her. Cause you've you've ha- you've had a handful of work days where I'm I have her alone, and uh, it is nice to know. All right, I I just gotta get, not just get through this next hour, and then I can put her down for a nap. But like, it's only another hour, another two hours, and then she'll be napping again. Like I can do that. Like it, it helps me break the day down a little bit. Yeah, like but don't the, you like? Before when we were doing that though It was like the time that she was awake Even though we of course love her It was like a struggle Because you didn't know how the nap was gonna go Yeah I was just feeding her I was like I'll just keep putting a bottle in her face Yeah we were gavaging big time Yeah I'll just keep feeding her Then she'll be happy And then she'll be tired Because she'll have all this milk in her belly And like (laughs) that was my best but that's what parenting but that's what uh, you're, approach. That's what you're told a lot too. And you know, so you can find anything on the internet to support whatever it is that you want to do. And you know, there's like a lot of like people that are super hardcore about breastfeeding. They don't lo- they don't love a sleep training. And so there's like this website I look at occasionally called Kelly Mom, which is like a very big like breastfeeding website. And it, it's not anti-sleep training, but it was basically like we all have crutches to go to sleep. So like, why wouldn't your baby like want to breastfeed to go to sleep? Like why? Because there's this whole thing. You shouldn't feed your baby to sleep. Right. Mm. Which everyone does in the beginning, of course. Um, and that's what we were doing. But it was like it stopped working. And so it was like not putting her to bed with a full belly was not keeping her asleep all night, which was the problem. And if that had continued to work, we probably would still be doing it. (laughs) But like, so I would like read this website and be like, yeah, like who cares if she's feeding to go to bed? She's a baby. Like you probably read a book to go to bed or watch a show or something. Like we've all got these things that we do. You know, why do we have to like let a baby have nothing in a dark room and figure it out? And I was like, yeah, totally. That's bullshit. Sleep training's bullshit, (laughs) you know? But now I'm on the other side. Yeah. And, but it took me to get to the place of being like sobbing on the phone. And like that whole week, I, I like think I cried almost every day because I was just like, this is so bad. Before we hired Abby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of weird mornings where like the baby was just like upset and did not want to go back to sleep. And I brought her out here to the living room at like five in the morning <laughs> it was so bad. just turn the lights on after a night of not sleeping and just like had this attitude of like all right let's have a day you little fucking <laughs> piece of shit you want to do this let's do this but you know there have been i was actually saying to abby the coach like she's like breastfeeding better than she ever has been before so like these other sort of added things have a lot come of fringe benefits. Yeah, have come along as as part of this. But don't get us wrong, the first week at least was like I mean it was very challenging for me. There was one really well-timed day of work that you had. Where that was the first two days that we started letting her cry. Also, by the way, we did something called timed checks where 
uh, supposedly is different than just full on cry it out because we go in like psychopaths and go, we love you. Get some rest. Okay. We'll see you in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you lay the baby down awake in the crib and you're like, all right, bye. And Close she's the like, door. Ah! and then the baby loses it. Cause they're like, yeah. oh, what the hell is going on? So they start crying. And with time checks, you literally hit the time, five minute timer on your phone and every time the timer goes off, if they're still crying, you just go in. You cannot touch them. You just say a verbal something or other. Very positive in less than and affirming. 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, no longer than 10 seconds. And then you leave like a psycho. And we did that every five minutes for like the first week at least. Yeah. Um, but I started, we started that because... Before that step, we were doing like soothing where we would go in every five minutes and like touch her, like jiggle her in a certain way or pick her up and rock her or try to rock her. Which we had decided sleepy. we were doing some soothing because. Oh, and this is the pacifier was still involved. Yeah, we were using a pacifier, but we had stripped her of the bassinet, the swaddle, like we had changed a lot up on her right away a lot of things had gone cold turkey so we decided okay we're still gonna like we're not gonna feed her to sleep but we will like soothe her and try to get her to like chill out this is a lot of detail that we're having a hazy time remembering because things happen so fast and it might feel sound like overly detailed or whatever but like it is crazy how momentous like how minuscule these things are and how subtle each thing is and how much we learned about them like yeah like how much we like like we could detect where she was at in her night of sleep based on the sound of the sucking of the pacifier <laughs> or we could both be woken up from a deep sleep from the plastic sound of the pacifier oh, falling oh, out of her mouth i'm having PTSD. and hitting the mattress <laughs> In a room with several white noise machines, we could hear the sound of it was just like, a single was like, ounce of click, click. <laughs> yes. Just like. And, and we both would be like, oh. Yeah. Like you would, it would really be, it, it was like the, the, the cup of tea and get out, you know? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> it was. It was. And it would be like, and you didn't know if it was going to be like, okay, I'm just going to put this back in her mouth once and she's going to fall back asleep or I'm entering in into like an hour of just like putting it in her mouth repeatedly. Yeah. Like, and she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> she's like... <laughs> freaking Maggie Simpson. It's the ma- classic Maggie oh Simpson. Oh my God. Just like sucking sound. God, yes, yeah, so much has changed in two weeks. It's like really crazy. Yeah, and... <laughs> It was a grueling two weeks, but... I mean, what you're describing right now about, like, removing the snoo and then putting her in the crib and then removing the pacifier (sighs) and, like, that all happened within, like, 48 hours or something. And it, you know, if you don't... If you haven't been through this, like, this all sounds like such stupid minutia, but Uh, it's, like, it... These were things we had, like hours-long conversations about and, like, strategize <laughs> like we were, oh like, like we were going to invade Iraq or something. <laughs> like, how are we going to take these next steps? Oh, it really, it's like, and we say this all the time, before we had a kid, it's like, people can talk to you about this shit, but it's just like, it's in one ear out the other. Yeah. Like, you just can't, 
you can sympathize, but like you can't empathize. You can't like, you can't know how crazy making all of this shit is. And this was our choice fully. Like we decided to have a kid and it comes with all of this shit, you know? Uh, I guess it doesn't have to, I guess it could go a different way supposedly, but like as a modern couple living in a big city who have weird creative freelance jobs, like we need help <laughs> to, you know, to, to live a life. Well, I keep, I keep telling people like before I had a baby of my own, like, you know, you see babies all the time and you look at a baby and you're like, Oh, there's a baby. That thing might be like a month old or maybe, maybe 18 months old. I don't know. It looks, <laughs> they all look the same to me. And now it's like, Oh no, I now know the difference between a five and a half month oh, old yeah. baby and a four month old baby. Like, like it's insane that I could list 40 things right now that are different about her. Like we, we were looking at newborn pictures of her and videos from Which back we love in to do. July and August. And we're like, who the hell's that person? Yeah. That's not who's in our house now. It's real. No, not even close. We have like a full person in our house. I really prefer this person for sure. <laughs> I loved the other one, but my God, am I much happier with, with this version? Uh, like this version does kind of feel like we could accidentally lock ourselves out of the apartment and she'd be fine for up to two days. Up <laughs> to two days. Yeah. She's so chunky. She's got a lot of water oh reserves my God. in those thighs. That's terrifying to think of. Um, but yeah, it's just, it really, it felt like we were just surviving for quite a while. At least I felt like that for quite a while. And now I feel like there's the potential for thriving. And I'm like excited to see how she's going to change and develop. And I feel like we're much more equipped to handle things as they come up yeah like you are primed to step into mary steenburgen's shoes <laughs> in parenthood um but you know it's no like biological mistake that like she emotes in a way that keeps us just like so madly in love with her like just the anytime she sees us and like recognizes it's like oh yeah my parents shit eating grin yeah okay like that's what keeps you coming back okay i mean i did a <laughs> fair amount of drugs booze was my big thing uh but man her smiling at me when i enter a room <laughs> it's crazy it's like a like it's like a guzzling a really delicious <laughs> bottle of vodka <laughs> every I say, time i was gonna say budweiser because i know you loved that bullshit no, it's not comparable to that no, at all, but no. it is, it's just like light. It, I get butterflies like in the yeah. same, I guess that's oxytocin just coursing through my veins. Yeah. I think, which, you know, the research shows that, um, fathers and mothers both can have that like oxytocin thing with their babies. Like it's yeah. not just the mother. Yeah. Like we were talking the other day about, um, Cause you know, the more she eats, the more she poops and some, <laughs> of, these, some of these dumps are reaching epic proportions. Uh, man, you know, you get warned about blowouts and uh, like in the beginning, you're like, 
I don't know what these people are talking about, blowouts. What do you mean? Now we know. I'm just glad we're in blowout season during the winter months. Oh, and thank God we bought that washer dryer. I tell you, we are getting our money's worth. Imagine a hot blowout. (laughs) Well, Uh, it'll happen. (laughs) But like we were saying, like I, this whole time I've probably changed hundreds of diapers by now. And like, I just don't, I've never once cared about it or have been grossed out in a Mm -hmm. real way. Like we joke about it and stuff, but like. I don't care about anything under my fingernails or how it smells or how it looks or like having to wipe it off of whatever crevice she got it in her Mm -hmm. own body. Uh, It's just like not gross at all. It doesn't compute that way at all. And it's it's certainly uh, like some kind of insane uh, protection gene or whatever. Yeah, it's wild. What's the science, y'all? Y'all protection genes ever heard of them thanks the research is in Mm -hmm. (laughs) we did the research we are the scientists (sighs) oh well if you're still listening um (laughs) um i will i'll tell my my mom friends about this episode i'm like you might want to tune in because we really get into the dates of sleep training the the fucking scandalous deets of sleep training scandalous deets but no there were some nights so when we really started the sleep training hot and heavy patrick and i moved out to the living room because we live in a one bedroom and our intention has always been to share the bedroom with fran until we eventually turn this into a sweet junior two and for non-city folk that's a junior two bedroom which just means a very tiny second bedroom uh so we're going to turn it into a junior for two. For Peggy. And then Fran. <laughs> Fran's going in the crate. She'll be lofted above the refrigerator <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah, Fran, get in your crate. Fran, get in your crate. Peggy's earned this room. She's I the mean, oldest. She's a baby. All y'all need is a drawer or something. I know. People love that shit. Um, so our intention was always to share the bedroom with her, which we've been doing. But during the sleep training process, while she is inevitably screaming at periods of time not always screaming might just be a good cry well what are the grades the gradations what is the term you used yesterday whiny chatter oh yeah sometimes she goes from a whiny chatter but we've been getting more whiny chatter these days and sometimes which, just adorable chatter yeah which happens more when she wakes up is adorable chatter um but tonight like we put her down not a word not a peep, not a sound. She was Did just like. Did you check on her? Is she breathing in there? She's, she's good. Although I am ready to check again. Uh, we're getting a video monitor on Tuesday. Yeah, we've been doing all this by audio, which is I, I like because it's just like, you know what? Let's practice a little healthy boundary of not giving which a shit about the baby for 20 minutes. I, <laughs> I like it too. But then I almost, I basically woke her up the other day going in to check on her. So. We to get decided, a visual check. Yeah, so we decided it was time time to upgrade. Um, so we moved out to the sleeper sofa in the living room so that we are not in the bedroom with her while she's crying. And there were definitely some nights where she just woke up. There was one night in particular while we were out here that she just was like wailing from like 1230 to 130. And I was just like, how are we 
supposed to do this. Yeah, it was an hour, but it really felt like three hours. And we were still going in every five minutes in that hour being like, love you, get some rest, it's time for bed, (laughs) like sociopaths. And, you know, it continues to get incrementally better as the days go on. But there were even just last night, she woke up randomly after being asleep for 20 minutes. Yeah, in the evening. And it bugged me the fuck out. It like triggered a very emotional response in me. You told me to get out of the apartment. I was like, because I was pacing around. Because I don't want those vibes. I was pacing and like rubbing my forehead, but like on the brink of tears. Get and then your I, stress vibes out of my house. And then I did start crying and then you were like, get out of here. And I was like, okay. And so I left and I think I said you texted me later and you were like, she stopped crying as soon as you walked out of the apartment. Yeah. She felt your stress vibes through the walls. I know. That's what I was saying to Heather. I was like. She totally felt my vibes, like pacing around the apartment. She was like, good, she's out of here. I can get some sleep. But while you were still in here, I think I said, you have two options. You can either take (laughs) Peggy out right now or you can shut the fuck up. Or you can sit down and eat your dinner. And I paced around like another minute and then I was like, okay, I'm getting out of here, but I'm not taking Peggy. (laughs) I'm just so good at pretending like nothing's wrong. So... Yeah, I'm and not. You, I'm not good at that at all. You are not able to no. block out reality. No, I took Peggy like you, on a lot of walks when. I, uh, I think we both feel things deeply. Oh yes, yes. But I just, I just know how to bury them, and you, everything bounces off of you, like bounce. Like, how, how do I mean bounces? Like I uh, wish it bounced off of me. It doesn't. I. I. I don't think it bounces off me. I you, think it fucking seeps into my pores. It, but then you process it and then you express it back, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you express whatever you're interpreting, you express it back outward at that thing. Yeah. Well. And I just hide my feelings. Yeah. I grew up in a home where I was allowed to express myself. <laughs> so that's part of it, you know? Not that my home wasn't. Uh, didn't have its own forms of trauma, but I mean, I was allowed to. I just wasn't really encouraged to. Yeah, I might have just been born this way. Also, as uh, Lady Gaga says, I'm sure there's a lot of nature nurture stuff. I'm curious what kind of weird circuitry <laughs> we will install. Our in daughter this will one. inevitably have. I'm like, Fran, you're five years old. It's time to start expressing yourself on the podcast. Okay, that's how we're gonna get you. Well, like today I was like, I hope you have a loud laugh like me and no one will tell you to be quiet. (laughs) And she's like, um, that's really not about me, mom, but thanks so much. She's going to become a conservative Republican. No way. No way. People should, you know, just mind their own business. Maybe she'll have a phase where she's like, I'm not talking about anything. I'm sick of talking. Don't talk to me. She's like, mom, dad, don't talk to me unless it's about traditional family values. I'm just envisioning too, because we were talking about having like a sliding door as opposed to one that like opened up because that'll like take up space in the apartment. I'm just envisioning her like try to slam the sliding door and she's just like so pissed that she can't even get like a satisfactory slam. <laughs> and she like slides, she's like, I hate this fucking door. <laughs> like slides <it> back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Fran. Man, we couldn't slam our doors because 
They didn't my, have doorknobs? My bedroom door, <laughs> well, it didn't even have a door. It was like, it's like the panels. Well, there was a mattress through one door for the bedrooms that were railroaded together. And then the door door, uh, the panels were knocked out. So there was just Venetian blinds <laughs> hanging. <laughs> that when you, when you slammed it, those just shimmied back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, and if you, you know, somebody could stick their whole head in through the door. Man. <laughs> I love the idea, too, of like peeking in through the Venetians yeah. and being like, don't you dare slam that door. Yeah. <laughs> And the um, the or it's just your mom sitting on the other side with the Venetians going like this. You just like see your face on either through side. the slits. <laughs> or, no, I just twist that one thing. The 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 like, the rod on mom. the. Yeah. <laughs> I don't slam the door. I just twist the Venetians. <laughs> twist the blades. Uh, and the door didn't close into its frame properly because it's from like the 1800s. So it was like painted with like decades of coats of paint so they were all like you know it just it never went all the way in lead based paint thank you and there wasn't a doorknob so you had to like yank the door closed and it was the metal hook and eye style lock on the inside oh. you know that you, you use to latch a, a fucking hunting bin closed in the woods <laughs> <laughs> or a fort um, this is the difference between our childhood. I'm like hunting bin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, but so you could, if you wanted, like if I was going to lock the door because I didn't want my siblings to bother me or whatever, they could just reach in and unhook it and push the door through open. the Venetian. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> oh God. I just remember so many times stomping up the stairs and fucking slamming oh, the door yeah, yeah. and just knowing that like immediately my mother was going to come like running up the stairs and just start screaming at me for doing it. But like it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Did you ever house, do a stomp? I mean, our house, everything creaked so much like that house and it was small. It was like smaller than your house. And uh, yeah, the stomping like. You could hear every step. But was that just walking? Just walking, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I, there was some drama. There was definitely some drama. You did some stomping? I stomped up the stairs once. My mom came home. I probably told this story on the podcast. My mom came home from work. She, you know, she was stressed. She she worked uh, nine to five. Mom. Came home. The house is a mess. My brother and I had all our Legos on the coffee table. She came in. She, she, we, after we promised we would have cleaned up and done the dishes by the time she got home, none of that was done. So she came in, she swiped our Legos off the coffee table. I bet that was satisfying for her. Go do the dishes, whatever. I got upset. I, I stomped up to her room and she's like, what are you doing up there? And I was like, I'm looking for something that took creativity and effort that you put together and that that you made with your artistic talent, but I can't find anything. <laughs> and my poor mom cried. I made my mom that, cry. How old were you when you said that? Probably like eight or nine. That's like, like intense. Yes, yes. I knew how to you were, cut deep. I was going to say, you were precocious, young man. I was quiet. I was a silent assassin. Yeah. I didn't talk or emote until it was time to hurt somebody. Because that's like, 
I also said horrible things to my brother in fights that we had. Uh, I was so cruel. I mean, my sister more than anybody. I can't like. I was so I, cruel to both of them. In I different met you ways. at such a different time in your life. It's it is very hard for me to think of you like intentionally saying cruel things to your family. I mean, you gotta now just imagine when she, our daughter, wants to lash out at us. Mm-hmm. What are what are our vulnerabilities that she's gonna know about and she's gonna go for? She's gonna be like, "You raised me in a one bedroom apartment." <gasps> That's what I always go to. Like you, you thought it was a good idea for us to live here together. Are you fucking insane? No, I was just thinking of her being like, Dad, you're not even funny. Give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom, you're my momager. That's not even a job. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to getting Fran into some modeling, by I the way. I don't want to do another Spielberg film, momager. <laughs> mom, I hate crystals. Get them out of my fucking face. I can't believe you got me in another movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I hate you. <laughs> JTT. Oh, I mean, I do think, obviously there'll be some heated moments, but I do think that we both have more emotional tools than either of our parents that I am hoping will meet us where we are at different stages with her. Obviously mm. there will be some some moments in life but I would like to think that we will we have a bit more we have some more tools yeah I know we do yeah doesn't mean that it's just gonna be like we talk everything out she'll definitely stomp and get pissed but like I don't foresee myself reacting the way my mother did to me acting out like that like my mom would get so mad at me and I feel like if I saw like six-year-old Fran stomping and having a fit I would just be like okay <laughs> like let me know when you're done you know like there's gonna be some showdowns between you two <laughs> you keep saying that I don't know because I mean not, I'm not into like scolding children that's like not my vibe I mean, 14-year-old Fran, New York City kid, vaping secretly. <laughs> oh, God. Smoking weed. Yeah, but again, though, like, I'm a, I'm a person that sees, like, emotionally that there's, like, things going on. Like, I'm open to that understanding and conversation. It's not, like, black and white, like, oh, you did something bad. You're in trouble, sister. Like, mm -hmm. We might get into it because she doesn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, you got to talk to me about what's going on. You know? I just got really. Tired? No. Just not freaked out, but like. Like we keep. It feels like almost daily that we have to remind each other that like. She's ours to keep and stuff. <laughs> Even though uh, she is her own person, obviously. Yeah, but like. I'm just now thinking like, oh yeah, like she's going to continue to grow and become a teenager eventually. Yeah. And that's super weird. It's very weird. And who knows where we'll be? Like maybe we won't even be here anymore, but she maybe will. Maybe we won't be together. 
Shut up. But we do know this. She will be sleep trained. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever, you know, crosses to bear come, she will be sleep trained. That we know. We've been sleep trained now too. I feel like I'm starting to learn more about my sleep cycles. Oh my God. And that I should really just be hitting the sack at around 4.30 PM every day. (laughs) I'm learning also that I like have acquired whatever the like maternal gene of just like, well, I have to take care of her and that's a priority. So like I can just be up like, even though I'm exhausted, I'm up. Like you can handle that. You mean like your body can handle it? Like, I'm, I am adapting to a lack of sleep to a disturbing degree. Mm. (laughs) And especially if I go to work, I'm like, fine. Yeah, that is creepy. Like. I worry about you working (laughs) like those days. I think you did three days in a row or something. And I loved it. Yeah. I I I was like, I was enjoying myself. I was like around adults. I like at no point was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I can't keep my eyes open. No. I was like, I'm this fine. This is the best. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. How do you feel about the um, traditional family roles that sometimes start to feel like they're locking in place? Do you feel like you're like, do you feel like prison walls are slowly rising no. up around you? No, no, no. Because, I mean, in what in what ways are they traditional? Like what well, parts? I worry about, like, I'm trying to, you know, I've got this job. I've been editing video. Uh, it's sort of part-time hours, but I feel like I would rather spread those part-time hours over a five-day week, mm-hmm. which we sort of tried. And then her sleep got crazy. We got the sleep coach, and now this is week one of me going back to do that yeah i guess i worry like do you feel stuck doing the child rearing alone for those five hours in the daytime i mean no not right now but if i do you'll hear about it you know and today i was like i want to leave when you get back and i did and that was nice you know yeah so no like like yesterday you were like vacuuming. Which we made a decision because you were like, I like to vacuum. And I was like, you know what? I would rather do that than like watch Peggy and Fran. So like you do that and I'll vacuum. And it really is fucking crazy. Like you, like, I feel like I grew up hearing this kind of stuff from people and even like leading up to having a kid, hearing other friends say stuff like this, but it's like running errands, doing chores, things like this, like I get such a different satisfaction out of now. Like never in my wildest dreams would I be like, yeah, I'm going to vacuum. Yeah. And that is going to feel great. Yeah. <laughs> like I was totally into it. Like today running around doing errands, I was like, I get to go do my own thing for like a few hours. Like it just has a different vibe around it. Yeah, you like, like build in some enjoyment around it. Because you just get to be an independent person for a little while. Yeah. Which like I am loving having this dependent, especially right now. She's like so fun and cute. 
but it is really nice to have the reminder that like you are your own entity outside of all of this. Yeah. You know? And, and sometimes that only comes with like going to run some errands by yourself. And also like so much of this, so much of the need for that is like heightened by pandemic times. Yes. You know, it's Big like time. just getting out of this apartment. Yes. Is like, yeah. Feels like a victory in itself. Um, We've been chatting for a while, huh? I mean, I just, I just love you, you know? Oh, I love you too. Uh, I, I've, yeah, I've always enjoyed chores and stuff like that. Cause I think I've always like, cause you've always been a psycho. Cause I've always been a doodler. You ever doodle and you just let your mind wander with while you're doodling. I was never a doodler because I didn't think I was good at doodling. And so it was just like, uh, uh, recipe for self-criticism. Mm. <laughs> we were talking about doodling last night. Or the heavy metal S's. Yeah. And like the fonts and the... You're better at doodling. What were we talking about though? We were talking about that. Anyway, the meditative, the innate meditative quality of like doing a thing, I just always liked. I loved painting. Like I painted my walls in my room and the floor and like painting pictures and uh, painting bikes and fixing bikes and just doing stuff. I always loved that. Uh, so I am happy to hear that you're tapping into that energy for yourself now. I think I have been for a while now, though. Like, I think this predates baby. I do think that I will never have a love for it the way that you do. <laughs> but well, I just, I, I'm just grateful that like anytime I hand you an armful of laundry of mine to do, like I'm gifting you the opportunity of meditation and um, getting some vacation, mental vacation for yourself. No, 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 no. I did uh, have an idea for another thing that could be your thing. Oh, <laughs> Go on. I'm trying to think of things that I can offload up to you. Did it happen to be keeping our child alive? Because I'm already doing that. No, I know that. I know that. So I'm, I hope you know I'm mindful of that. <laughs> no, what's and the I other? hope I pick up the slack you in do. other ways. You do. You do. You do. Um, this this one does involve the kitchen, and it is relate. It does relate a little bit to like my stuff. Which can is I guess? Like can cooking. I guess? Sure, go for it. Refill the Soda Stream bottles. No. Oh. But that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I've been in my head about that one. You're trying to keep up. Keep ha- up. Have you been trying to keep up? Because I tend to film more than you. Oh, I intentionally don't fill them. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Kitchen's his domain. I'm not going to bother. All right. But yeah, no, it's not that. Okay. But I, when I don't do it, I'm like... Is he resenting me for not doing this? No, I don't mind that one because I think I do it better. Um, wow. What's your next guess? <laughs> um, Welcome to Resentment Corner, everybody. <laughs> We're going to end each episode. I don't know. I don't know what else you'd want me to do. That was one in particular. I was thinking I could teach you. Oh, Jesus. The, this is already not off to a good start. No, you. I taught you recently, or we went over this recently, uh, just setting up coffee for the next morning. With the timed, oh. the timed brewing. Oh. And we can start, if you like, we can start <laughs> with you just reminding me to do it. 
I love starting with that. So just so make, but that's your job now. Though. It's you to have remind to make you. sure you remind me by like 7 p.m. <laughs> to set it up. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, this is how a successful relationship that's right. communicates. That's right. And don't worry, we're both still texting other people outside the marriage. Okay. Oh, wow. Don't worry. Don't worry. Who are okay? you texting? Your what boyfriend? Do you mean, who am I texting? Yeah, that's it. We is should have we should have sexual intercourse. <laughs> are the mics still on? I know, we should. We've only had sex once since all of this began. And I know that sounds crazy to you people, but did you just hear how much we talked about sleep training? Like this is what we're up against. Yeah. And it's okay. You know? Yeah. You're jerking off in dark corners, right? Yeah, I mean I jerked off while we were recording this. <laughs> With, You've gotten so good with, at just being so subtle. It just takes a little friction in my denim. <laughs> Everybody, it's been real. We're going to try to do this more often. And uh, we miss you. You love, we love you. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, and I guess that's it. Okay. And reach out if you have any questions about sleep training. Or, you know... If you are interested in like, oh, what being a parent is like, what are the, what are the pros and cons? I would say this. Yeah. Actually, I was messaging with a comic yesterday who was saying him and his girlfriend are like at a standstill in their relationship mm. over the kids thing. And I loved talking to him and I I talked with Joe List about this a little bit on the mindful metal jacket podcast we, we ended up talking more, mostly about alcoholism but joe wanted to talk about potentially having a child and um i love talking about that stuff i do worry i slip into that place of like sales pitching people on yeah. it like you gotta do it like we do not want to be those people no i don't want to be that person but i do enjoy talking about it because i wish i i don't know i just I just was so resistant to it for so long. I don't wish we had her sooner or anything, yeah. but like, um, I think I did have my guard up so high against anything that would hold me back in life. Yeah. And a kid to me was more like a, like an anchor that was going to weigh me down or some shit. And I don't know. I just loved my little conversation yesterday with this guy. I don't even know if he got anything out of it, but I just felt really reassured that like, the decision we made mm -hmm. is like totally right for us and like I'm yeah. happy with it. And um, so anyway, it's a long way to say like if there are any fellas out there that are in their head about all this stuff, like I'm happy to talk about all the great things about it, all the um, challenging things about it. I mean, I guess we're kind of doing that here, but uh, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, it's really, it's, I get why people don't do it. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's certainly not for everybody. No. And I mean, probably nobody should be having children like with the <laughs> course we're on as a nation and as a planet. Oy, oy, oy. All right. That's a different episode. Listen, y'all, it's late for us. It's 915. My God. <laughs> it's time well, to go to bed. Peggy, say goodnight. Peggy, say goodnight. She's like, I've been in bed for two hours. I wish you guys would shut up. Um, 
Okay, guys. Love you. Bye. Good night. Sleep tight. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.